Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Figured we'd add a little something to the is that is that a, a kiss poster in the background? For of some reason, it is. I'm getting Yoko vibes right there. All right, welcome everyone. Yeah, I guess that's the club he's playing. They had some posters up on the wall. All right, come on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking walk. Did you tap? Uh, fuck, but I tapped way sooner than that yeah. when we were playing the game. That's the um, that's tomorrow's new generation uh, 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 faction. Welcome to Click This Kevin Nash Podcast. I'm Sean. He's Kev. Um, we did heavy, heavy movie talk before we went on the air today. And um, I feel like that's where we've been opening recently. Because I, I, uh, last week we covered the uh, the film that I read the book for, and I'm still not going to remember the name of, with, uh, with Ethan Hawke. Leave the World Behind, we covered. And I said, but this week I saw Iron Claw, Kevin. And I'm, I'm, Itching for you to see it. Will you be waiting for streaming or uh, making a trip to the theater? <laughs> no, I won't be going to the theater. I don't go to the theater. Maybe, uh, I can't imagine we wouldn't get a screener code for that, right? Like, they're going to be pursuing it's, a war. What is it doing box office? It is uh, it opened at 5.1. It's currently at 8. Budget was 16 million. So a, a slow crawl. Theatrically, you, you, you can't expect a film like that to do it in the theaters. That's yeah, going to be the I, afterlife. I, I, I said that it would be on max in a month. That'll that'll make their money on whatever streaming contact, uh, contracts. Yeah, 4.8. That was the opening weekend. So they made it. They made it for. Oh, six. they're at nine point nine. There, they made it for sixteen. Sixteen. So they've yeah. got. They they basically got to do thirty two. 
basically. box office to break even. Yeah, it won't get it at the box, I don't think. But unless it gets nominated, and then people go to see it afterwards. But I don't even know. If, I don't know if it'll get to thirty-two. I don't think it'll get nominated. It's too late for for SAG, for SAG awards. Maybe I don't know. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. You know, I, I a B plus. If I had to put a number, I hate that labeling thing, but like. I'd give it a B plus. My the pluses I think were the acting. I think it's certainly worth seeing. It was very well acted. But um I saw a clip today on something and it was Flair and they had a close up of it was Flair cutting a promo yeah. and Flair and Flair does not that, that didn't that didn't I did not see Rick in that. But who could do Flair but Flair? I mean that's like everything's a bad impression unless it's Rick himself. Jay Lethal. <laughs> that would have been an interesting visual, yes. But uh, you see, it didn't bother me like the Harley and the and the Rick, like that. Gino Hernandez actually looked pretty good in it, but uh, th- those didn't bother me because they're. It wasn't really germane to the story as far as those guys were kind of ancillary. Um, but uh, the, the, I thought the dialogue suffered a little bit. There were some moments where it was just like. Eh. A little too, a little too on the money with with what they're trying to say. And then there's, a, I don't want to do any spoilers for you, but there's a bit of an afterlife scene, which would have been absolutely fine if no one opened their fucking mouth, and we just watched, just watched the boys. Uh, would have been very powerful. And then it it is hard to, it's a little hard to watch Chris erased. I understand story-wise, it, it would have gotten very complicated if now the, the whole Chris storyline went in there. But I don't know that. Like, I'm looking at a scene. Yeah, but you, you're telling a story that's, ba- I mean. Based. But what does this say at the beginning? This is based on a true based story? Based on true events or something like that. But like I said, it's hard, it was hard not my, to watch. Not my film, uh, you know. So no, I know. But but I think it would bother you too. I think it will. Yeah, no, I, I it'll bother me. And I was I was close with Harley. It'll bother me that they. Uh, if it bothered Sean as much as it did, it'll definitely bother me. The physicality on Harley, I thought was pretty good the, the there's a promo scene no. there's a pr- well later harley you know harley wasn't oh. harley wasn't fit he was a bruiser he had the beer belly and but it was the he wasn't he wasn't, he wasn't narrow shouldered i i you know i you know you may be right i wasn't i wasn't focusing on the the width of the shoulders you're right i i didn't uh i didn't take that into account the promo wasn't very Harley. No, it was, and, and every there's nobody on God's green earth that's been in the locker room with Harley for three minutes watching. That doesn't do a Harley. Yeah, that can't do a better Harley than that guy. So it's like, <clears throat> I told the other that thing, motherfucker. You know, that's day one in the locker room for you, right? At exactly. WCW, <laughs> Harley's ash. Who broke you in, kid? Um, broke you in right. The the other thing that was a little strange, and it's in every film that touches on wrestling, they have to address this question creatively. It 
how much kayfabe are you going to portray the sport as having? And they tried to retain a lot of the kayfabe in that Fritz would say things like, you know, you're going to get your rematch, son, and you better make it count. You know, like, I think they should have just stripped that away. And you know what? Fritz's storyline, where he had total control of what the boys did. There was no, uh, it wasn't your night tonight, son, out there. He had total control of who was getting the heavyweight title shot at Texas Stadium. Would have added so much more pressure to the to the sons because that's Especially what it was like. Especially once he said the, the scene I saw where he said, you know, the um, maybe I, I saw something else. Maybe I watched something on uh, YouTube. It was like an hour long special on the on the, that Bon Erickson came out four days after the film did, and it was mostly it was all Kevin. It was them talking to Kevin and and, and then some some clips of Fritz, and Kevin said that. You know, Dad definitely had a pecking order of who his favorite was, and it was you know it was Carrie. After the youngest one died, they got shocked in Niagara Falls. Did they make reference to that? There's a scene at the dinner table where Fritz says, "Now, uh, Carrie, you know you're my favorite. Uh, second, so 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 so, and then it's you, David." He says, "But he said." But the order is free to change. It's all up to you guys. So the ranking system in the home. But did they I make refer- any reference to the the youngest one? Dying? The, the boy. They do make reference Alleg- to the boy, and he he. There's that afterlife scene where we see the boy, but um, but not Chris. Not. Does do they, do they do they put the kid over? Is he gonna win or? The the five year old. Yeah, he looked he looked to be in good shape. Um. And Kerry wasn't, so he might have been able to get a quick uh, a quick win, maybe a sunset flip or something like that. But anyway, worth seeing, Kevin. I'll be. Uh, I hope you get a code or something, and we can talk about uh, we can talk about the Iron Claw. Well, not after me said I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> that could give me shit. You'll see it. You'll I'll see. You it won't on, go I'll, see it, but you'll no, see it. On... No, I, there's nothing that I have to go to the movies and see. Right. Once well, that's once that once that started to be a place where people walked in with AR-15s. No, there's nothing on earth that makes me have to go to a movie theater. Right. I can fucking wait a month. I can wait two months. If I'm not in the loop, I'm not in the loop. Yeah, and nowadays everything hits the streamers really quickly. Anyway, so this much. Drop 20 bucks and you can watch uh, Killers of the Flower Moon already here. Um, oh, if I, dude, I don't Steve said even if you're in the movie, if I'm in the movie, I definitely, I'm, I, don't, I don't watch it. But if you're invited to the, to the screening, you wouldn't go? You've been to screenings. I've, see, I've seen you, some red carpet footage from, I guess, Magic Mike. And, I, did, I did Magic Mike more for Tamara and Tristan. Because I knew it was going to be at Man's Theater. I don't. I don't like the whole red carpet shit. It's not my gig. Mm-hmm. I hate getting dressed up. Yeah. So it's like, but I just thought like this is a. We can drive around. You know, we can drive around L.A. There's. 
giant billboard at one end of Sunset, giant billboard on the other with us on it. We'll go to Ch Chinese theater. We'll go to the after party. We'll go to the after after party, and everybody will see how this shit goes. And we can still say Chinese theater, right? Man's Chinese theater. Is, it, is that theater. politically correct? Oh, I've got to say Asian. It is man's right? Chinese theater. It's not China. You can't say Chinaman's theater, though. Which you got to put the man in the right place. Man's Chinese theater. Right. Man's right. Chinese theater. Uh, Mark Cafe Brown was watching last week. On Christmas Day, always good to have a release scheduled for Christmas Day. He says, Kevin is such an incredible inspiration to me. All that he has been through in the last few years has really helped me to relax, reflect, and accept things my wife and I are dealing with. Kevin has taught me to keep my head up, and we will all be okay in life through all the hard seasons. Okay, so Kev continuing to spread the love. Just a, a really wealthy capitalist bastard that I am. Uh, I think I've definitely taken a few. Yes. Taken, taken a few bean balls in my day. Taking a few on the chin. A few balls on the chin. Who's taking more balls on the chin? Yogi Bear or Rock Hudson? Oh, that was a hot one in sixth grade. Man. Yep, wasn't it? Rough Rider Baby 91. Damn, now I can't stop thinking about Nash's Yule Log. Get in line, baby. It made an appearance last week. Tom Talker 2000. Oh, my God, I needed that laugh today. Thank you guys for those church clips. That tree falling on the drummer had me going. Wouldn't you have just got up and just chucked that tree? My in a fury, I would have yes. thrown that thing across the stage. The fact that there's like a couple of stages, he continues to drum through being covered, but he at this point looks like Stephen King at the end of Creep Show, and it's just a plant playing the drums. Then he begins to kind of like one hand it while he's playing, pushing the, and that's not working. It's Chris, Christmas Eve, right? My uh, my mother in law is. It goes to church. Oh, the midnight gimmick? No, this oh. is like like noon. So then she, she grabs my brother-in-law and his girlfriend, and they're going to go, and she, and she tells, like, she calls the house phone and leaves a message. My, my brother-in-law never is going to pick up a house phone. So she gets there like 4.30 and cuts just a, a scathing promo on both of them because they're not ready to go. <laughs> and um, and we so we're and we're gonna go out to dinner after they get done with this this second uh, church uh, visit. So Tamara and I and Tamara's on crutches, you know, she had it, her hip worked on. But we're gonna all go out because you know we got no food in the house, and I'm not cooking. So we go out. And my brother-in-law's telling me the story about how my mother-in-law exploded on him, and she's still in a, sh a shit mood over it. <laughs> I said to her, I said, so that whole church thing, it just like, you know, like just really calms you down, huh? Good for the soul. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> she's from like, Georgia, your mother-in-law? Uh, 
No, she's from uh, Troy, North Carolina. Oh, okay. I think that's for, yeah, she's from Troy. Because Tam's grandma was from Troy. Is her father around? My my mother. Your, your father? Do you have? Is your father-in-law alive? Tamara's if he is, we, if he is, we don't give a fuck. Oh, she she doesn't maintain contact. With no. Oh, okay. I didn't know this. The history. He's a piece of shit. Did she remarry uh, the, the the mom or? Yes. Double J, Jeff Jarrett here to tell you about SaveWithConrad.com. You've heard Conrad talk about the total nonstop savings they've provided current homeowners. But did you know Conrad and his team can also help my world listeners become homeowners? They make buying a home easier than getting the bag after a good housekeeping match. But don't take the last outlaw's word for it. Franklin Dove, Orlando, Florida. After listening to all of Conrad's podcasts, and hearing the different stories that he shared, I felt the time was right for me to explore buying a home again and uh, reached out. And one thing led to another and finally closed last week. It was excellent. Uh, everything flowed smoothly from my first contact. I just put in the initial request online. Francis reached out. We started the application process, got the approval moving. Holly was great. Larry Thompson was amazing. Everything was smooth. Communication was perfect. Really, it was a, a much better experience than anything that I could have imagined. My name is Franklin Dove in Orlando, Florida, and I got into my dream home thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. In my world, it doesn't get any better than five stars. Don't let your landlord get over on you. Walk out on that bad deal and stop throwing your money away on rent today with SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. And MLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! The Palette Pro. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. Very Merry Christmas to Kev, Sean, and the crew. You guys make my Monday more bearable. The conversations you two have are intriguing and humorous as well as informative and comedic. I still insist on a daily morning one-hour show. Kev, do we have it? Well, who would hire us to do one hour in the morning? It would have to be like a... Like a four-hour morning slot, right? I'm talking about legit radio. Yeah, I mean, I could do it because I could do. I mean, I could do it before I go to bed, but it's gonna fuck my whole day up. I mean, I could. No different I, than like when David Lee Roth was doing a morning show. You just cap your night off a little six to ten a.m. Stop at uh, Sirius XM. I uh. I haven't had, I didn't, I, I drank a, a little, a couple glasses of wine at Christmas, and I haven't had a, anything since. I'm going to see how long I can go. And one of my buddies said, wouldn't you wait till after New Year's? I went, no, man, that's rookie. Like, oh. a, a, anybody can, anybody can not drink in, in the joint. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, don't, like, I, I don't go out. That is, that is the, uh. Definitely uh, the amateur hour uh, performance. Oh, I try. I stay off the fucking roads. I go to my brother-in-law's house. We just we sit right in our house. If you want to come by, <laughs> go on the roof, and we, you can watch the fireworks from ten cities on top of my house. Yeah, we got two rockets supposed to be going off tonight. Down one in, at um, Canaveral. One at eight thirty, and then I think that 
That might be that's a big fucker. The the big one's going off at eight thirty, and then there's another one going off at eleven. SpaceX. I was down there for the first um, SpaceX launch. It was right. It was like COVID time too, and it was a little hairy. We drove down, try to get a good view on the coast there, and we found this place on the water in. I forget where it was, but but it's a thing down there. It's like the, the it, when you're in the Space Coast, that's you know the, all the the bars have their launch parties and oh yeah, it was a whole thing. When we built the deck on top of our house, the thing was that we had to like we couldn't just build it; it had to hold like the equivalent weight of like 122 people. Because that's how many people you could get on the deck to watch a shuttle take off. <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah, the heaviest going off tonight. And then the, uh, that's that's a sweet one. You know, I think we'd have a much. I think we'd have a more interesting show than busted open radio. Who's that? Dave Lagana and uh, is it is it Bubba? Bubba's Bubba and uh, Tommy sometimes. I don't yeah. know if it's consistent or Tommy's like a guest, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I think we sp- I think we talk too much wrestling. Yeah, that that would probably make probably us for, yeah, far less interesting. Yeah, but if we were on every if you're on every day, you can't. What, what are you gonna talk about every day? I mean, I could I could definitely find something to talk about. They, they, I'm. How long is the busted open show on on series? What do they have like a two hour slot? Maybe. I don't know. I'm asking the crew here. Somebody, somebody must know. What do they do? Two hours or something? Or they just they just license the podcast, right? And they 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 cut it up for, for XM. I was talking to somebody, Kev, uh, some months back about about that kind of thing, and they um, nine to twelve, so three hours. Yeah, every day. Uh, it's yeah, it's a daily, I believe. They're so, making any coin working every day. Well, it's you know what they do. You know what they're doing. It's um. Uh, and the person suggested we do this if ever talks happened is do our show, so we have it known, and then you license it to serious to put on the air. Uh, when we're done recording it. So it would be, uh, you know, it would be uh, in two places. We'd have this, and then it would syndicate over to Series I get it. <clears throat> that means you get paid twice for yeah. one. And more importantly, it's, it's our show. We sure. own it. Oh, let's see here. I know there's more. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. More a lot of people. people have asked what the background city is. That's Detroit. It's just topped off. You can't see the Penobscot building. 
You can't see the top of the Guardian. You can't see all of the Renaissance Center. Now, is that so. the downtown where the stadium, where the uh, where the arena used to be? Uh, Cobo's right there. Cobo's that's Cobo Hall right there. On the left. On, like no. right. No, on the right. Mm. I'll have to put Sally Jesse glasses. On. That actually looks like the the baseball stadium. Oh, on the left. On the yeah, left, taller, but that right? would be shoot. That's shooting the opposite way. That's shooting, like if you go, that's shooting towards. Yeah. That's Kobo. Okay. That that out to the left is Kobo. Now, where was the Joe? That in relation. The Joe was but is was uh, it looped around. It's. It's nowhere like all of them now are on um, off of Woodward. But they were near each other, right? The two arenas. The Joe? Yeah. No. No. Because no. come uh, uh, Well, maybe. God, how long ago did they, Joe? The Joe was there for when Tiger Stadium was still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. We're going to get a fact here. We're going to get a factoid. Where, what are we looking at there? So there, all right. So Joe Louis Arena, which is now. All right. That would have been. That's gone. Yeah, that, but it would have been. I'm looking for another landmark. What the fuck? Is... I don't know. Anyway, well, for, for all our, our viewers that aren't watching. Yeah, we're staring at a map <laughs> trying to figure out where the Joe Lewis arena was before they leveled it. Doug 2731. I know he's a listener. He says, y'all only talk about the most div divisive political shit. It's like you're trying to push viewers away, talking about everything. But the one thing people obviously want to hear Kevin Nash talk about. My cock. We cover it. Um, yeah, we talk about it. The Yule Log. See, Doug, here's the thing, Doug. And, uh, I mean, I you address it in the hopes that, you know, you want to talk to everybody and get everybody on board. But do you also think, well, maybe I'm talking to an 11-year-old being an idiot right now. But in, in the event that Doug is not 11, um, you see, a bunch of comments I read before you that enjoy the variety of what's being discussed. I mean, you can go, I actually kayfabe commentary is a pl great place to go for Kevin's career and the great years that Kevin was on top and he covers it all three and three and a half hours. And, but here, this is where Kevin is today. And you know what? Some days. Yeah. We're going to talk about punk. Kevin watched some punk. He might have been on the phone with Waltman and maybe he, Talked some wrestling, current wrestling. But you know what? He probably had his wall of, of political televisions on. I described that on a podcast that I was on. They were asking about uh, your interests. And uh, I said, Kevin has a wall, much like Lex Luthor, of just televisions from uh, all different media outlets. And there's 24-7 news being played. So you know what? Something catches his attention. It's the Kevin Nash podcast. So that's what he's going to talk about today, Doug. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't watch much wrestling. 
I just, I mean, it's just, it's hard. Milk carton. I just want to say that between the Smiths and Depeche Mode to good old-fashioned Motown, Kev seems to have impeccable taste in music. I don't remember him voicing an opinion on music. I did not agree with so far. Not surprising his son would be a musician. I'm one myself, for the record. Okay? Yes, Milk So I Carton. guess I'm, I could be your own personal Jesus. Someone to be your friend, someone who's there. I'm trying to think of the... the uh, <laughs> Follow-up lyric, pseudonym1821. Reach out and touch, touch me. Faith. <laughs> you, you go for touch me. I thought it was touch faith. Touch faith. Personal Jesus, right? Yeah. It's all just a metaphor for it's right here, bitches. It's right here, bitches. <laughs> Something like that. Hey, Kevin, Sean, I know you. Uh, this is pseudonym1821. Hey, Kev, Sean, I know you guys said you wouldn't dignify the NHL at all the rest of the season because of their stance on the pride tape. But another scandal, not scandal, occurred in the NHL over a mask. Goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury uh, wore an indigenous pride goalie mask in honor of his wife. He and his team, the Minnesota Wild, were both threatened with a fine and both said, fuck the NHL. He wore it anyway. No fines were levied against Fleury or the Wild. Thoughts or feelings? Um, so I do have the story on that. Now, the thing with the goalie mask, why it's a little different, I think, goalies always customized their masks right so you can't go with the argument of like it's not the uniform you know the veiled you know when people didn't want to yeah. say they just didn't like the pride tape Cheevers, pride remember tape. Cheevers used to have the uh the stitches all over mm, his mask that's cool where where the pucks would uh yeah with the pucks i thought i always thought great. the cheevers had that was Cheevers is probably the uh does anybody remember who the first person to wear a mask is I'm going to say Mil Mascaris, but you're probably referring to talking, hockey. Uh, hockey. Okay. The first goalie to wear El Santo. I think I'm pretty sure it was uh, Jacques Plante. Because I that remember would be we had ridiculous. We trade. had like um, Sawchuck, Crozier. Like the last, the, the last one not to wear one, I know was Gump Worsley. God, of all the names, like I wish I was Gump Worsley. Such a boring name. 1959. Steve Kaufman just pulled up a little Jacques Plante for us. Was he? A, was he a Hab? Who did he play for? No, he was. He was good. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. Uh, uh, um, uh, Montreal. Was he, was he Montreal? Was it, wasn't he? Yeah. No, Canadians. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a look over there. Look at the, <laughs> look at the Cheevers one. Look at why he needed them. Yeah. Right. Yes. A bloody face. There's the Cheevers right There's there. A, that's amazing. The, yeah. Is that Gump? That's. And this is. Let's see. Who's the guy that with that that you showed that with no shirt on? Was that Gump Worsley? Right there. Who is that? Do we have? We don't have his name. Stitches all over his face. No. Tr uh, Terry Sawchuk. Oh, that, he was a, yeah, he was a Red Wing. Before masks became standard equipment, 1966. Before, yeah, before masks became standard equipment, everybody that everybody that looked like Frankenstein had a job. Yeah. He looked like Leatherface, but only there's no Jeez, mask on. Man. It's just all the talking torn about flesh. Hockey players are just such a different breed. Oh, brother. Oof. Uh. 
I mean, you I don't, don't give a. They're like, ah, but they're not that big. I'm like, I had, I had a lot of buddies, man, that played like the, even the De Palmer brothers that were they, that that played uh, down in down river in Trenton. Uh, one of them played for North Stars. One of them played for God. They they both played some some seasons, and they weren't the biggest guys on earth, but there wasn't an ounce of fat on them. They could both fucking skate 190 miles an hour. Well, that's the thing. You have to be limber because you're fucking skating 24 seven. You never still. You, now there's moving. some big. I mean, there's some big old fuckers that play, play hockey. When I had my devil season tickets, I would I would always get uh, or the membership they call it actually. A, Call my guy. I'd always get right in the corner. I wanted that corner seat. One or two rows back. I don't need to be first. First row. The glass does break sometimes. Two or three rows back, right in the corner. Close enough to feel every check in the Ugh. corner. Love it. Um, remember, and, and remember, like, back in the day, you could cross check. You could poke check. You could, I mean, it was... Anyone who's a hockey fan today who's maybe, like, 30 years old or whatever... Go watch some of these compilation videos Ugh. from like late seventies, early eighties. It's like the equivalent Dave of Schultz. If it's the equivalent of watching, I remember when they had when Dick LeBeau, who was I think you know, he was a coach for years. Yeah. I think he ended up with the with the Bears. But Dick LeBeau was a, a was a uh, I think it was a cornerback or free safety. Anyway, he played for the Lions. And he made it to the Hall of Fame, and they showed his highlight film. His highlight film would would have been every play, pass interference, uh, personal fouls, personal and an ejection from the game. <laughs> like every every fucking play the guy made, you know. You know, different era, a different era, and. Uh... Yeah, I mean, these. What do we got here, Steve? I'm looking at. I think this it might be some footage of uh, Steve's MRI he had last year. Oh, this is the launch. Okay, this is happening right now. Is that why we're showing this to Kevin and all the viewers? This, uh, it's going off down in Florida. Um. So, you know, uh, to stay fast on the ice. Diet would be so important. And HelloFresh, had it been around in the late 70s, you know, these cats would have been, uh, would have would have had to eat like this, would have had to be conscious of their diet. You mentioned your mother-in-law in town. I know they're also big fans of the HelloFresh yes. service. Everyone must know what I'm talking about now. Farm Fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store. That's what I love about it. I love that it's all sent to me. It's portioned. You, it's idiot proof. I You give me the directions. It's right there in the bags with the name on it, and I just dump it in the pan when you tell me to in the instructions. And, and I learn things like fennel and, you know, saffron to cook with. Um, whether your New Year's resolution is going to be saving money, eating better, uh, stressing less about meals, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like, delivered right to your door. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. 
Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options than ever before. Now, dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and more market and add-on items to suit any lifestyle. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Okay. HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they're giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. Now, that's worth waking up early for. So uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash click free, K-L-I-Q-F-R-E-E. Use that code click free for the free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast to life at HelloFresh.com slash click free with code click free. You'll find out why they are America's number one meal kit. Thank you for being on board with us. As always. Thank you very much. We have our friends here, the live audience. You can't see them, but they're here because they're subscribers to the ClickThisTV.com. Only $9.99 a month. Get to be here, be part of the uh, the pregame show. Get to ask questions. Mickey Ray Sinatra, you know who this is, Kevin? Right there? That's Might our be, man. That's our guy. Might be blasphemy in here, but Brett was still and still is my all-time favorite. I don't care. The, uh, who cares about that, Mickey? Welcome. This is the uh, this is the creator of the Get Blitzed Lit Aid. Yes, that we talk about every week. Brett's one of my favorites. Uh, Dan Updike, oh, we're here every week, worth every penny. Sign up today. And we have something special coming for James Bedford also, weighing in. Survey says sign up for 11 soft. Nice. Going to have some, um, some exclusive content coming your way from Kayfabe Commentaries Programming. I'll talk about that next week when we have some stuff in the chamber. That's just for being here, guys. You get to uh, have all that exclusive footage. Um, go to clickthistv.com and figure out, uh, figure out how to do this super easy plus you get the shows early and without commercials kev cm punk had a match at madison square garden his first his first match since coming back right. i had to remind myself of that when we were talking about it the other day it's just but we've just been talking about it. he had the pay-per-view appearance the raw appearance the smackdown appearance like he hasn't fucking wrestled yet so uh it happened and um yes it did it sure did. New York. You know what? And I, I took into, I took into, like, I watched it, and then I, wa I saw like a lot of different uh, opinions, and I said, you know what? I said, I think I'm being swayed. So I'm going to watch it again. And I thought to myself, I mean. Massacre Garden gave him some fucking thing. It had been like, I don't know, 10,000 days since he'd been there. I don't know. What, the, like the plaque? They gave him mm -hmm. a uh, some kind of memento for returning to the garden. It was like 10 years since he'd worked the garden. Yeah. And there's, I tell you what, man, I mean, that's just, there's nothing quite like the garden, and especially if you're a WWE guy. That's. That's always going to be the home, you know, the home turf. And that crowd can be, can be, can, I was talking to a kid last night and we, we, we were talking about the garden, how, you know, it, it, it's a tough crowd. And we said the only place that was tougher was Uniondale. Oh, out in Long Island? The, oh, uh... fuck. 
<clears throat> you go out. Well, because you guys had to follow the bunkhouse stampede, probably. Yeah. I had to wipe it off the bottom of our boots. So, so the the Nassau Coliseum oh, was man, a tough brutal. House. Really brutal. You always hear about Boston. Philly was rough. Philly, Spectrum. Philly. Spectrum is fucking rough. Heel yeah. City, though, they must have loved you. It dep- you know, it depends. What about the Meadowlands? Oh, that was always good. That, it, was, it was like a different world over there. Yeah. Yeah. The Meadowlands was like work in Europe. You didn't work there very often, so they were just happy to see you. And we always fucking, you know, always drew big houses. Broads had hairy pits, too. That's in keeping with the... Smell like hot dog water. A little bit. And we'll boil cabbage when those panties come <laughs> off. But to get back to punk for a minute, so so New York, tough, tough city. Right. The clip I see first is just, I did watch the entire match, but first I just saw like a 30-second. There's a corner spot with... with uh, Dominic Mysterio, and uh, he misses that clothesline coming out of it. It's got it's kind of awkward. Yeah, but he goes for the savage deal. That's an elbow called the savage. And but you can see a lot of the house in when when Punk is on on the rope. Everybody's on their ass. You don't hear anything. He's got a prompt each pop, and. I'm just, I'm just saying. Is is it is it the city? Is it it is it living up to the hype? Is the is Punk's return coming up empty? The <clears throat> match itself. So then I watched the whole match, and Kevin, it was it was a little slow. But I'm not one of these fucking spot fest guys, so that didn't bother me as much. No, I, I thought one of the things is is you could see that it kind of had like a Japanese feel to it. It stopped and started a lot. Like there wasn't. But was it supposed to? Was it intentional? I no. I, I just. I, I don't. I don't know how much time. I, you know. I don't know how the situation is anymore. If guys sit down, and put it together, or they go out there. I would. I would imagine that they would have because she was out there. They would have some spot set up. You know, so that you wouldn't not use her but um i just di- i just didn't see like a real um like a heat spot and then a, a set of heat set you know what i mean like 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 a like a 3 minutes of just like him getting his ass beat where he had a reason to to, to get the people to to come That was one of the few things I just didn't see. There wasn't any heat. There wasn't enough heat in the match. And that's so. the return match. You would have thought that Punk would have engendered a, a yeah, much more number one you, uh, he, understand, understanding reaction from the crowd. He, um, he He's going to blow up because he's, what, 46 now? Mm-hmm. 46. He's 46. He hasn't worked. I don't give a fuck what you do on any kind of a, 
you can do road work. You can go out and run miles. You ain't you, it's nothing like picking up a body, moving. There's nothing like that ring that ring shape. So you're gonna blow up. You know you're gonna blow up. He looked a little heavy. You know, I personally, and this is just me think that at 46 his testosterone levels probably in the shitter and I know he's you know straight edge but I'd go to a, a longevity doctor to a doctor and I'd get my testosterone level checked see all right so nowadays guys see I watched wrestling in the set Don Morocco. You had the guys that were in amazing shape, right? Rocky Johnson, yeah, Tony guys Atlas, fucking superstar jacked. Grant. But then you had guys like Don Morocco. Could have, I mean, could have been a roofer, you know, could have, could have driven a garbage truck. He wasn't, I mean, he could go. I mean, he was in great shape. Pedro Morales, you know, think I'm just thinking physicality. So I, I come from an era where the, you don't have to look. Like an yeah, Olympic they, they, swimmer. Those guys were to be big in guys, man. Yeah, but Punk, he's a little wide, maybe a little like mom jeans kind of hip thing. But but I can, but I'm fine if you get in the ring and kick someone's ass. Like look at look Samoa Joe, ass ass kicking Samoa Joe. I love that he's there was a never big fucking dude ab- though. Absolutely, but that's what I'm saying. But it wasn't. You didn't have to be in. Fitness shape, but cover you, of muscle and when, fitness when, type when you, shape. No, but when you look at a guy like Joe, it's like all the Samoans, you know, when they, especially when they get bigger, it's like, how do you fucking hurt that dude? They're fucking got big ass joints, you know, like how do you hurt them? Right. But as far as punks. Punk's physique. Yeah. The match was slow. It was yeah, but he worked against. I mean, Dom's Dom's match. Dom's not like you know Dom's not like a big guy. No, not at all. But it just it just seemed cautious and slow. But you know what? That's not what was going to make that match special. It was the appearance, right? It's like Andre coming to your city. No one knew. No one thought anything spectacular was going to happen in the ring. No, and his and, and everything I read from like his fans were were like, you know. But I I I, I don't think he like appreciated that you still got it when he, you know, I like. I don't think he appreciated it. just didn't seem like he appreciated that. It was at all. It almost kind of like, what? But his fans are like Grateful Dead fans or Kiss fans. Kiss, who did their final show at that very arena last month. You don't want to compare Paul Stanley's voice today to 1978, but it didn't matter. It was the appearance. It was seeing Kiss in the garden for that last show. It was seeing Punk in the garden for his first match there in 10 years. Right. So it almost didn't matter that the match sucked. Now, but where does it go? I don't don't know if it sucked. No, even if it was worse than it was. It was mediocre. But even if it sucked and it was the worst match ever, it didn't matter. People went there to see Punk come back. 
But where does it go now? Can you have that kind of match on? Now, I saw it from a fan cam because it wasn't televised. It was just somebody who taped it in I the audience. I saw it like probably five different. Um, and it was funny that I saw one that was a WWE version of, the, of it. And the, the crowd was much louder. <laughs> it's those good microphones they yeah. have, Kev, on those cameras. <laughs> so... But can you do pay-per-view where the cameras are close and the cameras are doing those that, that real cutty stuff? And can it can it be saved by the camera a little? Was were we more critical? I, I, we I think no. I think that I think that I, I think that it's like anything else that when you're when you when the red lights on, it's a, it's a, you're a different you're a different animal. M- meaning. He what? He'll pick it up. Oh, so so the the game will be elevated for pay per view. Yeah, he'll he'll pick it up. He'll pick it up on Raw. He'll pick it up. He'll he'll, he'll pick he'll pick it up. It's just that he ha- it's like worst case scenario. You haven't been with the company in ten years, and the first time you work is basically, you know. The Ferrari testing ground of WWE, the, the garden. garden. So, but off TV, and, he, and it wasn't like he, when he was working at AEW, like the last time he came back, uh, when he was working on Collision, that he was working a fast-paced style. Did they keep it at a house show? Because they weren't confident no, that they should have I, him return on. Raw I saw, I saw some, I saw some, some, some things in him, like, like on top of everything else. I, I know those two, of course, have never touched, so that's going to be difficult. Because I, I mean, I don't think either one of them want to sit back and go over fucking move for move. So they're going to mm-hmm. call shit out there, and, and it's like. If you don't know what somebody's shits, like that was always my thing. Like, what do you call that? What do you call this? What do you call that? So I could call it out there, you know. Like little simple things, like you know, right there. I might give you a neck breaker. Which way do you go? What do you mean? Well, when I bend over, do you take me this way or do you take me this way? You know, you take me, you know, left shoulder up, right shoulder up, because everybody does it different. So I mean, it's just. I, I looked at it. Happened I, in that match, Kev, that would have needed any extensive discussion with anybody, no? Even if it was your first time with them. The six one. I mean, so I, I, yeah, I, I just think you just you have to have a psychology. You know, to me, it's like we're like we're. we're I looked at it and I'm like, what? What story were they telling me? Mm-hmm. You know, like what was what? What story were they telling me? I don't know. And I didn't. I know that that you know that that this was the story that you know that he had heat with Ray and that you know he was finally got a chance to. I would have maybe cut up like had Dom cut a promo or something. Beforehand, 
Yeah, drive home the uh, purpose. But they don't like to do that in house shows. Right. They hate to do that in house shows. Kev, you're Paul Levesque. You watch from the monitor or from the tunnel. Um, how do you feel after last night's return to the garage? Um, well, I mean, the, the, what, what I heard was, and, and the numbers have been all over the place, but when they uh, said that uh, Phil was going to be on the card, anywhere between four and 8,000 tickets were, were, were sold. Mm-hmm. So, and I believe that was the largest non-pay-per-view garden house show gate of all time. He's a draw. No question there. So, He's a draw. How do you feel after the match? He definitely paid for himself. <laughs> I think that he draws. I don't think that, and it, as you said, he draws, and it's not like he's not going to get better every time he goes out there. You know? Could it be a Hogan situation where it's just the ceremony of seeing Hogan, seeing the leg drop? No, because the, Hogan was the, bigger than life. Right. Is is he at this point? No. Okay. No. Can he be? You put him out there with Randy Orton right now? I'm not talking about physical size. I'm just I'm talking ta- about that's charisma. I'm talking bigger than life. Okay. Bigger than, bigger than life is that. You're you're one of the reasons he, he he's he I think he uh registers so well with everybody is because he's, he's the every man, mm-hmm. you know, the Ron Jeremy of wrestling. Every every person sees themselves in. Oh, about that Ron Jeremy, the fucking hog on him. Yes, he, I don't yeah, think anybody that. looked at Ron Jeremy and said, "Oh yeah, that's me." No, but the, his type, his his every man type. You know, it wasn't some <laughs> statuesque <laughs> model type guy with. That, what the the hog made up for it? Is no, I, I I don't think you ever get my comparison things very well. Like you, you 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 I couldn't get you I couldn't get you to come across the line on that Booker T thing last week. You wanted me to pick the black guy. I wasn't going to do it on the air. God damn it! Um, I, well, it was. I mean, I'm just like, what do we got here? Here are the most recent pollster entries. Okay, what am I doing? I'm being given reading pollster entries uh, for. Past holiday MSG shows. Okay. Uh, the gate for the 1226 show in 2019 was 635000 with 10000 paid. Uh, 1226 was 13000 paid, 769000 And 1228, 2008 was 18000 paid. Why? What are they blocking off for the uh, Titan Tron? What's the... Why was it eighteen thousand in two thousand eight, and uh, only how many how many seats were last night? It's because of the stage, because of the entranceway. It's a house show that they can cut down on that shit. And so, what was it last night? What am I looking at here? Uh, all right, 16. so it was a sixteen thousand setup. Okay, so that that's a good size. And uh, what did it do in uh, in gate tickets distributed was fifteen five six nine. 
Okay. We so, don't have we don't we don't have a gate on it. There's no gate yet. No, I don't have a gate for where he'll get it. And then I when I also heard that uh, Orton uh, on the uh, at the Baltimore place. <coughs> I don't know that, is that the Baltimore Civic Center? What? It's so, that that damn place is so old. The fucking uh, Elvin Hayes shot jump shots there for the Baltimore Bullets. Is, the, is it still the Civic Center from? Yeah, yesteryear with wow. the with the with the stage at one end. So I had my the, last. Uh, I had that fucking horrible ladder match with Triple H. Also, the site of the uh, I want to say the Tito Santana title win, Intercontinental title, and uh, I saw a thing on on one of the things where the Bruno uh, loss maybe, where La Knight went out, and I guess La Knight grew up in that area, and he had went, like went like cut a promo where you know this happened there this happened there he was here for all these things growing up he talked about the nwo powerbombing or me and scott powerbombing uh bischoff he was there for that yeah so he got a good he got a really good response uh chris jericho was a, a bit vocal on twitter about his not being aware of any NDA in his contract to talk about the CM Punk altercation in AEW. Um, Punk's lawyer uh, tweeted in return that it's in uh, it's in his employee handbook that the NDA is built into the employee handbook unless he, quote, has a very special agreement with AEW. And... Uh, he uh, he fired back, said, hey, uh, Stephen New, I don't adhere to an employee handbook and never have uh, had one in four years of working for AEW. I've also never signed an NDA in my life ever. Stop being a bully and trying to make e- egotistical fantasy brags for your clients and start doing some research before you make blanket statements about your buddies because I saw everything that night, including how Lucy and her husband and best buddy acted and what really went down. And since I was in the room and watching her and everybody else the whole time, I know exactly what really happened. And considering you weren't there and I was, maybe you should just shut your mark ass up because what really went down was disgusting. So that was uh, that was Christmas. Early Christmas, 1.22 a.m. So, now I don't know. I mean... Oh, get him, Chris! Does he... Got him, Chris. I, you know what? I saw Jim Cornette's clip addressing that tweet. He talked about that tweet for I don't know how many minutes it was, but within I think twelve hours, he had a hundred and fifty-seven thousand views on YouTube covering the tweet. That's a pretty fucking power. I mean, obviously the guy was was was, was trying to. I mean, I didn't read the first the first part of it. Of, of the guy was the guy telling him he needed to shut his mouth. It was, um, it was Jericho first said I was there. I saw what happened, and then uh, he, he said, "And I didn't sign." Uh, says uh, something about an NDA. <coughs> so, um, go up to uh, what did Chris say? Chris said, "I didn't sign one." I think it was a very small. Uh, he said, "I didn't sign one." And uh, 
That's when the lawyer spoke. I'm sorry. So it was in response to something else about an NDA, not talking about it because of an NDA. And Chris was like, I didn't sign one. So then the lawyer comes out with, it's in your employee handbook unless this, you have a special. Is this the lawyer? Steve, That's him right Steve there. Steve New. New. Yes. Pull up his picture. Let's see who this fucking cock slave looks like. Jesus Christ. You might have signed a belt for him a couple of weeks ago. What a fuck. Yeah. Really? That so fucking, he. Uh, wasn't he on the white shadow? He does look like that. <laughs> The actor that played the white shadow. That's amazing. Great reference. He said it's employee hand it's in your employee handbook unless you have a special one. We can figure it out. So Chris thought he was being bullied there and he just went off. Um so I don't know. I mean, this again, this is that ten ninety nine thing, Kevin. Rearing its ugly head again. Yeah. Um uh, Stephen replied, Thank you, Chris. We'll just attach this tweet as exhibit A. Merry Christmas. Wow. So, um, exhibit A. Can you tell me what I can talk about and what I can't talk about if I'm a contractor coming to put siding on your house? I don't think so. If I happen to see you beat the shit out of your wife, isn't that just kind of. <laughs> you get on maybe, the phone, maybe, and you call maybe like you, every other citizen. Yeah, maybe, maybe you shouldn't beat the shit out of your wife while I'm. Putting siding on your house there, pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. What the fuck? That's almost as bad as fucking Nikki Haley. Not knowing fucking uh, what caused slavery. Why'd that civil war? What was that civil war all about again anyway? <laughs> well, rights and government I, 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 and, and wanting to not have certain rights and geez. say it. You know uh, what? Like, like I, I guess she's kind of creeping up in New Hampshire, right? Well, they, well, you can always you know how much ink the other candidates are giving someone is always the indication of where polling is. So yeah, yeah, because DeSantis jumped on the make fun of Nikki Haley bandwagon, so you know, yeah, she, she's getting close she. To uh, I that. tell you when she, when she, when she didn't address <laughs> that. She went from presidential candidate to, oh, I can see why South Carolina was the last uh, state to to, to drop the, the, flag. Con- <laughs> the confe- Confederate flag out of their uh, state flag in, in, in 2010. Like, wow. Go, sweetheart, do me a favor. Go in the kitchen, make some men juleps with the rest of the ladies. We're going to sit out here and smoke cigars and talk SEC football. <laughs> Lisa Wolf's on the phone. She wants you to be part of the Housewives Committee yeah, yeah, planning exactly. the fucking like, picnic. Wow, you, like, you lost all credibility. And then she went on to say that there was no place for government or in, or, you know, in, in your church, religion, or, but God, whatever you do, don't, don't, don't think that I'm not going to be involved in every woman's health uh, situation possible. Including the poor woman that had a miscarriage in the toilet and flushed it. Now they're trying to put her in prison. Mm. What a fucking, what a bunch of. Uh. Did you see Chris Christie's latest um, uh, commercial? Yeah, it, he's just sitting there and he goes, "Every other candidate is afraid to say Donald Trump's a fucking liar. They all say it to me privately, but I'm the only one with the sack to say it on camera." 
I thought that was a pretty good, straightforward. We didn't have to do a lot of bullshit. We didn't didn't have to mask a lot of stuff. He sat there and he said, "I'm just the one that has the sack to say it to you on TV." Thought that was. An I saw I saw a funny thing the other day. It was on Instagram. It was this guy. He was sitting there, and it was some steakhouse. It was like eighty nine that he was at this steakhouse in New York and he said that Trump walked in and um, he said, all of a sudden, man, there's this just putrid odor and they sit Trump down and there's like two couples and two couples that they sit him down and I mean, they don't say anything, but the other two couples within five minutes, both are like... Come over here, please. And they went over to Trump's table, and I guess he just fucking was reeking of shit. This is and, my and wife they, showed me a meme today. And they fucking they, they 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 and he says because the guy was like at the beginning he said I would never. If this was today, and he's seventy seven years old. I would never make fun of an elderly person that had some kind of a of a, of a, of a incontinence issue yeah right he says but this motherfucker's been shitting on us since <laughs> for 40 fucking years and then they showed this other clip where he like he walks in or walks by different people like the pope and the pope like this is the clip I saw. Yeah. This is the, it's, uh, it's, and they strung together like a bunch of situations where people recoil. Just like, physically one of them, recoil. one of them's like find, uh, finds the the lady from San Francisco that just you know the old she's you know she, she thinks she uh, Feinstein or Feinstein, whatever Diane name Feinstein. Is. Yeah, the, uh, she, the, she's, the she's sitting she's sitting to a left and she catches a whiff, man, and boy, she about. It's like when you're sitting in, in first class or I think you sit anywhere on the planet. I guess the farts aren't just up in first class. But when somebody rips one and you see like eight people go to the air immediately. Okay, yeah, so this, here's, is this some of the... Uh... Thank you. I don't know if this is the... Uh, uh, is that him going to the jump? <laughs> that's Netanyahu <laughs> wondering if he should have been this is a different one than I saw yeah this this is not the shit, shit this yeah no the... look for look for this one on uh, I don't know, TikTok or Instagram or something but this is just him being confused and I guess having to go to the bathroom all the time yeah. but there's one where people are, are visibly recoiling from it and well, listen, then, you know, there was, I mean, there there's was maybe a... equal footage of, of Biden doing the same thing I'm sure that he's he, he's on so there's a uh... shit's wicker I think there's a guy that was uh, was was like telling like a tell-all type thing, and he was he was one of the people that dressed Trump for The Apprentice, and I guess like Ivanka was that that was you know on the show with him, and she'd be like, "Dad, like like fucking uncle," and they'd have to dress him, and these guys would fucking have to take him in and fucking eat it shit all over himself and they'd have to clean him up and get him ready to get back to the apprentice and it's such a weird and so you 
talking about non non disclosures. I mean, there must have been NDAs on it if you were on The Apprentice. Kindly do not discuss any odors. You yeah, you cannot discuss any know. any sh- nor make any shit jokes. I, uh, you know, I, sitting next to uh, people in your business for years and uh, uh, on camera, sometimes for you know two, three hours, and then some. They would rise first often after the show, and so I'm right at. I mean, the, and there's that hole between the seat and ass as they stood. That whole air, if that got blown towards, I mean, a Vader could knock you right off your chair. If you are at oh, eye his, level with his ass when he stood, if you would have, if you you could start a war by dropping his ring gear into a country, yeah, that's yeah. Volkov was interesting too. Volkov had an interesting diet, so there was some interesting. Or I, I never interviewed him for a show, but I was at a wedding. I was sitting next to him at, at a wedding, and it's like uh, falling asleep. It's like falling asleep when you were younger, and you had to take a Trailways or, or a Greyhound, and you fucking. Decided you when you woke up and your head was on that the seat next to you, on the bottom, on that fucking fart cushion. Mm. <laughs> um, North Korea's Kim Jong Un has ordered his military to accelerate war preparations. I don't know if you're aware of this, Kevin, but he's looking at specifically. Uh, he has a term for people like us here in the u.s that tend to get involved with despots across the country across the globe full bellies yeah uh (laughs) anti-imperialist independent countries um he's um expanding strategic cooperation with his anti-imperialist independent countries get blind imperialist u.s aren't uh israel and uh hezbollah Firing missiles across on each yeah, other now? Yeah, they've now... I had to go to the BBC for that story because it's just body count information here. Both sides keep yeah. score. But BBC had a piece about how they've now kind of turned uh, to the the border with Lebanon and said to Hezbollah... That's a Hezbollah. We're, yeah, we're turning all the guns on you if we hear anything coming from your side of the fence. So that'll be they've, ex- they've already exchanged they've exchanged volleys. Yeah. Well, I know that. I guess that's what prompted the the warning today. Unbelievable. So so they are so North Korea will be uh doubling down on their efforts to pr- to produce uh nuclear weaponry um and Yeah, uh, because that's a, that's a that's a winning that's a winning fucking uh hand you can always play. Yeah, they're thinking of the long game, clearly. But, but you know, half the country's still starving because of droughts and, uh, yeah, and but Im- improper support for their farming. You're going to tell me that we don't have a missile that's... Of course. That's, I mean, I don't know how far he'd have to go underneath the ground to, 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 to uh, you know, but... We've got one pointed at him. With Trump's underwear <laughs> wrapped across the tip, and one with Vader's uh, drawers on the bottom, that's going that, over. That, no, we'll, we'll, have, we'll fucking we'll trick him and send fucking Trump's underwear in a beautiful love sto- story and a fucking letter. Fucking right, he'll see the catch. return address and he'll be, open it. Probably. Be nothing like it. Like it'd be like anthrax and a turd. 
Kevin, there's a woman in Minnesota suing her dentist because in one sitting, she was over-anesthetized twice the amount that she should have been for her body, height, weight, etc. And the dentist proceeded to do four root canals, eight crowns, and 20 fillings in one visit. I didn't know. My, my dentist from my childhood was still in practice. It was, it was still, the process was a little shorter than, than the maestro still. You could still watch that in a shorter amount of time. My brother, my, my brother went to this, we had this dentist named Aaron Blake, you motherfucker. Oh, and my brother went in for the, his first time as a, as a kid, 44 cavities this motherfucker drilled in my brother's mouth. I swear to you. He got me for like 26. My dad had that good Ford fucking motor fucking dentist shit. Oh, fuck. But wait, not in one not in one visit. Oh, fuck. Like in, my, he got my brother in like three days in a row. I was like, and I, I didn't, I've never even got fucking, no, I, when, the first time I got Novocaine by another dentist, I was like, oh, fuck. Like I just. <sighs> wait a minute. This prick started drilling. You and your brother, your kids, he starts drilling your teeth with no anesthetic at all. That it's it should be criminal. I, you, if that guy's alive, you just should throw a, a suit on him. I've I've worked on the screenplay because he got my sister too about a dentist that does this to a, a, a two two brothers and a sister. And and they fucking go in after hours when they're like in their in their mid, you know, mid thirties, right before he fucking, and just we torture him to death. Wow. See, the investigators here said that the uh, that there was that much damage to this person's mouth, but they, it's handled over time. This is not done in in uh, in one sitting. Good God. She was given. Uh, See, not- I, I never could do anything because I signed a fucking non-disclosure. My mark, my mark ass. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was horrific. And how do you? I guess she would have had to been knocked out for so long because how do you not protest? How do you not protest while you're there? You go, okay. So which two? Which two are you doing today? You know? Just one uh, didn't cr- ask uh, one, any questions? one crown's fucking Ugh. Oh. Good God. I had to get I got elbowed in the mouth when I was playing basketball. I knocked both my front teeth to the roof of my mouth and I just pulled them forward and stuck them in and they both fucking <laughs> filled with blood and turned black as the years went on. Other than your knee, what was your worst basketball injury? Uh, you get your are your finger. What kind of condition are your fingers in? Are they all jammed up? And look at Larry all, Bird's hand. It's like a. I mean, the, the, I mean, I don't know. Like they're all they're, they're twisted and shit. But I mean, I've, I've I've got like where the bones have came through, and 
but I, I'm one of those fuckers, man. I get everything fixed. I'm not one of these yeah, but guys. When you were 20, though, you, you yeah. Just... But I mean, I get everything fixed. I mean, if it's if it looks fucking gnarly, it's like fuck that, fix that. You know what looks gnarly? If I were to show you a list, Kevin, of all the subscriptions recurring deducting money from your bank account or on your credit card every month, and you probably have no idea how many things you're paying for. No, I in... used I used Rock and went through my shit. <laughs> I, well, exactly. But <laughs> had you not had the beauty of Rocket money in your life, you'd be sitting here asking questions like, why the hell do I have four subscriptions to this streaming network? Tamara signed up, T signed up, you signed that, up. That the looks dog like, stepped that, on the That looks like mine there. on the screen right there, the 3000 <laughs> 3, bucks. <laughs> With the line just going up like the uh, like the Dow. You know, if I asked most people how many subscriptions they'd have, they'd be blank. And if you told them, they would be shocked. And I don't think I knew before I started using Rocket Money either. Let me tell you. This, it's almost fun to use this. If it wasn't your bank account you were looking at, you put in your information and it shows you the recurring subscriptions that you have. And uh, the glorious part of this is with the tap of a button, they will cancel the ones you don't want anymore that are duplicate. Um, money could be flying out of your account. And you have no idea where it's going. It's all these damn subscriptions. Think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, parenting apps, it's endless. Um, I'm guilty of this. I, I Like anybody else, you just lose track of this stuff. I found a, a, a Broadway.com on a whim. My daughter signed up for it like a year and a half ago. Um, so I use Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm spending money on. It's eye-opening, and it's so super easy to cancel them. It's a personal finance app. It finds and cancels unwanted sub subscriptions, monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills all around. So uh, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Nash. That's rocketmoney.com slash Nash. And uh, get using it today. Thank you. Rocket money, and that's yes. going to bring us, Kevin, to our uh, our tap out of the of the week uh, this week. I thought we already out. had it uh, at the opening. In the opening credits. Oh. No. no, we're we're rapping for Jesus now. Is this cut? Uh, some uh, some folks in the some church in the south. Uh, Let me uh, call my mother in law for this. Yeah, she she may know the artist. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, please, uh, a little a little rapping for Jesus. Um, West Dubuque, Second Church of Christ, brings us this, for God's sakes. Here we go. Well, I wrote this song for the Christian youth. I want to teach kids the Christian truth. If you want to reach those kids on the street, then you got to do a rap to a hip-hop beat. So I gave my sermon an early right. kick. My rhymes are fly. My beats are sick. Let me just let it go another minute. Another no. few seconds. Go, go, go ahead. No, I don't want to look. This guy looks like he... You don't want to see Jerry Jarrett again working the beatbox this, this, in, in the back? This guy looks like a complete freaky pedophile. I, I don't want him in my life. I don't want... I want There's like... Jerry Jarrett rocking the, uh, on, the, on the mixer, on the crossfader. 
No, All right, Steve, not, you don't you don't have not, to bleep the N-word then. We didn't get to it. Now I want to murder the guy. And I just saw him with his trying to have street cred with his arms crossed with the shades on. There you go. Little, it's tremendous. I guess, I guess this happens out there, guys. Um, Florida man or Jersey guy? Kevin, your record is impeccable of late. I don't know how you do it. It's almost a supernatural thing. You go into a state. No, I live go, in Florida. You, it's just I watch the. You grew I, up I li- in the north, and you live in the. I, and I and I and I watch the news here, and every night I'm just like, what? All right, two headlines for anyone who doesn't know what the hell we're doing here. Uh, I sometimes wonder what the hell I'm doing here, Kev. You know, I have a degree. I've written nine books, and I, I brought down deodorant to, to, to put on my feet today. It, it, we happen not to be doing this segment, but I brought down the deodorant and wipes. I, I have the, sad, the saddlewood to to on today. Oh, you do? I'm, I'm going with Mount Fuji today, yeah, uh, the, the Mount saddle. Fuji scent. It's kind of cool because it's a clear, like uh, almost like a lo- like, you know, like clear, but like a lotion. You just mm-hmm. boop and hit the pits and... Oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk extensively about them next yeah. week. But uh, but right now, two headlines: one an actual Florida man, one an actual Jersey guy, and their escapades in our world. First headline: teen arrested for filming man under bathroom stall of store, and man goes fishing in Bass Pro Shops pond, flees with live fifty-pound tarpon. Second one's Florida. I actually remember when that happened. Do you... <laughs> Were you there? Are you like Jericho? Are you going to be able to tell us about it because you didn't I sign the Bass I, Pro I, NDA? I, I, I do have a, a contract with Bass Pro, but I it's there, it doesn't have an NDA adjoined to it. So okay. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely correct. By the way, uh, the first was a teen from Pensahawken. New Jersey, who has been arrested for invasion of privacy, uh, sticking the camera under the stall, filming uh, filming someone using the uh, bathroom. That was 19-year-old David Reyes. He's 5'2", so he's kind of like low anyway. He, he could have walked under the stall exactly. probably. Oh, I'm sorry, you in there? <laughs> Boy, that guy's... <laughs> Do Didn't some see time. the yellow bandana in your pocket. Do do some time, boy. You, you'll 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 fucking last long. You know he'll be traded Jeez. extensively. You'll wake up inside somebody's urethra like a fucking sleeping bag. And then uh, our friend in uh, where are we here? Uh, Florida. Oh, I don't, is that the uh, Florida? I don't think tarpon run. Tarpon don't run that far north, do they? It's in uh, Fort Myers. I know, but they, yeah. I don't think they run up up Jersey. Oh, no, um, hmm. I I'm sure we have one somewhere. Tarpener, they're 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 like it's indoors the the pond, right? Right, that there. But I mean, when as an actual game fish, like I've been out before to to when the tarpon run in those man, you catch one of those things, they're a fight. You can't, they're not. You can't eat them. They're not with the shit, but. As far as just game fish to catch and, and put back in, right, right. Kev, when they, when they, uh, yes. They, I mean, when they run, it's like you know, there's like a pack, you know, like a school. The uh, I'm I I don't I wouldn't know a tarpon if it if it attacked me. Uh, I I do not fish. 
I'm not. I'm not very outdoorsy, Kev. If, uh, if you might notice, I'm not. I'm not very indoorsy either. It's. I, I, <clears throat> people always say, "Hey, want to go fishing?" I said, "I'll go out on your boat. I'll catch a buzz." I don't <laughs> fuck around with a reel all day. I'm not. I'm not touching no fish or none of that shit. No. You're busy in the gym, and you know yep. what? For those of us that don't know as much about going to the gym as you do, Fitbod is our answer. It has been Fitbot has returned, Kevin. Let's welcome Fitbot back Thanks. to the welcome uh, back, Fitbot. Click this podcast. Um, this app back workout. is uh, is essential, really, for your workout needs. Um, it's a fitness app. It creates completely personalized workouts that adapt as you improve. Completely personalized to your workout system. Whether you're a seasoned gym goer or you're just starting your fitness journey, FitBot will push you to make process, progress. It's like having your own personal trainer, but it's better. It's cheaper, first of all. And you can work out anywhere with or without equipment. And it's easy to build a custom fitness plan that works for you. I love you. So you put in what you want to do. You select the uh, what what part of the body. See here in the example, I have lower body power. Okay, so I'm looking at, at the hamstrings, the glutes, um, whatever else was just up there on the screen. So there you go, quads, um, abductors, and uh, you put it in. It gives you the workout. Now it's going to adjust as you get better. It's so much. It's so easy. And you see the if you can see the bottom part of that there, you can add exercises to it. Deadlift. Barbell, good morning. This is great. It creates the personalized workout first based on your goals, your fitness level, and the available equipment. Totally customized for you. It adapts as you improve, so each workout's going to be challenging and push you to make process. Tracks your muscle recovery. That's key. It helps you avoid burnout and keeps up your momentum. Fine-tuned by experienced, certified personal trainers to bring best practices and exercise science to you right onto your phone. It's that easy, guys. Learn new, new movements the right way. There's over a 1,000 demonstration videos. Guys, add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join FitBod today. Get your personalized workout plan. And you're going to get 25% off your subscription. Or try the app free at FitBod.me slash click, K-L-I-Q. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash click, K-L-I-Q. Thank you, FitBod. See, that'd be perfect for the guy that wanted to know how to make his arms bigger. The guy that wrote us a couple of weeks ago concerned about right yeah, to, that. Yeah, that's a great answer. Go right to, grab right to buy, Yeah, right to biceps, and there you go. It is time for Ask Nash. Hashtag Ask Nash is how you can be part of that or just join the ClickThisTV.com crew that's here. But Preston Fabre wrote in and said, considering your height, I would definitely assume that you're not a big movie theater fan, i.e. the average theater seat being too small for a man of your stature, not ample legroom, etc. With that being said, was there ever a time where you preferred a movie theater over your couch for the viewing of a movie? If so, when? What got uh, you to the theater? Maybe Jaws in 75? <clears throat> Star Wars in 77. I don't know. Celebrate. I mean, let me see the last thing that me and my wife saw at the theater. I can't even, I mean, I can't even think. 
what if could would you go to a theater that had like up by me like the amc dining theaters they had leather recliners they recline all the way back a lot of leg i mean yeah but who knows who's out there near before you well, they're leather, so I mean, yeah. you'd see any action that was. Like, if there was any Vader type action, you'd yeah, see but it. Uh, um, uh, you got the little table. Slide the table in front of you. They bring you the food. Okay. <clears throat> we got our protein popcorn. We can have it at all. That's so true. Good. We can we can nail that. Um, so Preston, he's not uh, he's not hitting the theater. No, I'm not a theater. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm kind of pretty much a recluse. I don't go anywhere. Well, the gym. I go to the gym, yeah. Rocky Monroe, have you heard the conspiracy that Garth Brooks could be a serial killer? There are a bunch of unsolved murder cases that line up perfectly with Garth's tour dates. Did you ever hear about this? Mm-mm. I have to look. I have to investigate I mean, well, one, Rocky. I was brought in uh, by the Dallas Police Department. But I had to sign a non-disclosure. Oh, so, right. It, regarding Kennedy or or the Garth Brooks affair? Kennedy. What are oh. we? What's the Brooks thing? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll have to look at this. Could be could be Garth's tour manager or maybe a roadie. But they're going <laughs> they're going right to Garth Brooks, having the time to bury bodies. I don't know, Rocky. I'll I'll look into it. I'll let you know. Fernum Schnavitz, still alive and well, thank God. Uh, would like to know how do you feel about truck drivers? Is is that like a divisive uh, topic? Or I always thought it was. I mean, I, I like to drive. I always thought it'd be something that that I I would be good at. A lonely existence, but you like that. You you don't want to be around people. Yeah, as long as I had some some uh, some tunes, little TV, that little slit, double sleeper. One cornet podcast could get you from Nashville to Butte, Montana. I bet. If I'm driving 30. Exactly. <laughs> Live audience, what do we have? What do we have? What have we here? Dan Updike, favorite barbecue spot in Daytona. I'm coming down from Megacon in Orlando next month and planning to stop there for a day. Oh, God. What's the, I, I came in because T always brought it the home. Pit. The pit. The uh, barbecue pit? No, it's the in one the off hood. 95? Oh. It's in the hood. Um, uh, I don't think it's on MLK. My son used to always bring home uh, barbecue from a place that was in the hood. Okay. What's that place? It's right at like the intersection of 95 and 1. Maybe uh, if there's exit 2... 70. Oh, way up by, or, by Ormond. <clears throat> 270 something. I'm 284. It's south of me. Oh. Bethune Grill. Okay. And there it is. Boom. It's on Mary McLeod Bethune Boulevard. Yeah. That would be it. Down-to-earth option. <laughs> Can anyone read between the lines as they do that write-up? Chicken wings, fried seafood, good, good. All right. 
Well, there you go. Um, That's straight for the team, man. Let us know. Uh, let us know how it goes. There was that. Dan asked us. Uh, yeah, Dan, check it out. Go with caution, though. Bring a friend. Um, oh, man, that's cool. Brandon Douglas, not interested in asking about wrestling. The holidays can be tough. Plus, add in the anniversary of your mother's passing. How are you holding up, keeping you and your wife in my prayers? Yeah, that's Kevin put a nice write-up on Instagram I saw last night. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about how long ago, because, you know, they, they, they kept putting things about uh, me, me uh, winning you know, against Bill Goldberg. And I just, it just so happened that that winning that was on the same night. It seems like every time I win a championship, my my mom is somehow involved. But uh, yeah, so it's just like I was thinking, like, God, how long ago, you know, was it my mom passed? It was like 29 years. I was like, wow. Yeah. You, um, I remember. God, I, I want to say even back to when we did those shows, the timelines and stuff, which has to be 15 years now or something. Um, maybe not 15, 10 years. But you, I remember you always talking about the title win in the context of being able to bring the belt to your mom. Yeah. I brought it, I brought it home, and I, I bent over. I said, look, Mom, I want it. She said, that's nice. She says, could you get off me? She says, you're choking me to death with your hair. <laughs> All my hair was in her mouth. Hanging in her face. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's nice. <clears throat> Anyone else from the audience? Step up to the mic. Step up to the mic. Mickey Ray, Isley Brothers Challenge. Footsteps in the Dark 1 and 2. Or Voyage to Atlantis. The Ron Isley guitar in Voyage is some of the best I've ever heard. Gotta yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't. It, it's like a. It's like picking a Beatles song when, you, when you're talking the Isleys. Right. And who's who's that lady's got some pretty damn good guitar in it? Oh yeah. That wow 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 wow. Good shit. That what's the what's the Isley Brothers? Is it is it just the best of it has a, a fast and a slow side? Oh, did they do that? I yeah, they have one, yeah, because I remember I used to put the uh the slow side on I bet when you I was did. in college. I bet you did. Take take the arm up off the gimmick. So just play, pick up, play, pick up. <clears throat> white well, you girls, tell us, Mickey, right? What white you... girls in Tennessee didn't know what hit them. <laughs> shit, baby, I do this shit all night long. Go ahead and sign that NDA before you go out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Cock. Hey, Kevin, if Diesel and Razor, you and Scott, not the fakes were to wrestle you and Scott as the outsiders in WCW in a tag team or singles match, who would win? You guys as the outsiders or Razel and Deezer? Thanks for oh, asking. I love that question. Razor, love that. Razor and Diesel would win. Why? Really? 
Because Razor Diesel fucking wrestled 320 days a year. Those motherfuckers. NWO just leaned on the ropes for yeah, promos man, on we, Monday night. Yeah, we just fucking sat in the back drunk with sunglasses on. Here was, here was me and Scott's pre-Nitro. Walk in, late as fuck. Find an elevator if we could find one, but get to the top, top, top of the arena. To the to the top row with our backs to the wall and no clear exits anywhere around where somebody could and sit up there and burn one <laughs> and watch all the guys in the ring do shit. We'd be just pass it low. <laughs> Was this before the doors opened? Yeah. Yeah. Sit up there and just burn one like two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. Then go out and get beer. Brilliant. Mr. Berger says, as a Bears fan, I'm curious, how excited are you for Dan Campbell and the Lions organization? Uh, I mean, I'm excited. It's great, but it's just, you know, it's like when your wife, when your wife's pregnant, you know, until they, until they slap its ass and it's, you count the fingers and toes. You ain't got you ain't got shit. So, I mean, I think I think the Saturday Saturday at eight o'clock is going to be a uh, interesting uh, little side wager, Kev. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what do they give? You wouldn't take that action. What are they giving them? Three? They giving the Lions three and a half? No, I think it was. Uh, or is it six and a half? It was. I think it was six and a half as of. Let me go back and look what the line is. It's it in was, Dallas. Let's see. What do you got there, Steve? Give it to me. Uh, oh, down to five and a half. Is that what that says? All right, down to five and a half. A little digestible. Under six, two field goals. Yeah. Uh, uh, any Anyone else from the live audience have any questions? Breakfast good for price. You guys like Texas de Brazil? No. You got it. You, you, it's it's such a it's it's such an absolute ripoff. What they do is they bring the they bring the meat, and it's so oversalted that you can't stop drinking water. And they first they 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 wait they they try to wait you out and go over there to their fucking Ponderosa Steakhouse fucking uh, salad bar bullshit. If you want to fuck with them, tell them you're on a, a special cardiac diet and you can't have any salt and you just want filet medium rare with no salt and they'll bring one over and, and they'll, it'll be salted. You'll be like, I said no salt. Those motherfuckers will come over so pissed off and be slinging filets and I just keep that green thing up. Just keep bringing them, bitch. So this is a Rodizio... Uh style uh yeah meat meat uh meat house uh yeah but charcuterie the endless charcuterie and the thing that pisses me off too is i i, I went there with dallas and mick uh when we were in birmingham and i told him i said i, I told him what the what the gift was i said man i said you gotta get you know you gotta do it and, and dallas had his wife with, with him i said you gotta tell him no salt and they always try, try, try. And then 
I said, man, I'm going to buy a nice bottle of wine. You're going to get tipped. Just dude, like some guy was on the golf course all day and came in and drank a couple of margaritas and did the crappie on the floor next to us. Did what? The crappie. <laughs> From dehydration. Oh. <laughs> The guy, a little alcohol on top the, of that too. Yeah, and the guy that's with us, that Dal, that's is Dallas and Mick's friend that works with autism. Uh, is a doctor, and the guy's doing the crop, and they both look at him and go, "Aren't you a doctor?" And he goes, "Oh yeah," and he got up and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I was enjoying my steak, but yeah, yeah I, was, I guess. I, yeah, yeah, somebody's got to save this fucking guy. Am I the only doctor in the house? <laughs> I'm thinking, jeez. <clears throat> James Bedford with the NWO being so hot when it started. Uh, were, were, other wrestling, were other wrestlers jumping to get involved with angles? Did Ray Jr. ask to be the one torpedo thrown into that trailer? Well, Ray was going to jump, was going to jump off it, and he said, Ray actually asked me, he says, Kev, do you think you can throw me through that window? And I'm like, I can't throw, I'm not going to throw you through a window. Wow. But I, I get his point that, you know, you want to be on the hottest angle on TV. Yeah. And if you were, even if you just had your ass kicked by the NWO, you're going to be in every, every clip on every program covered by all the sheets. Well, they but we, they were our boys. I mean, Ray and all those guys. We we got along with them immediately. Mm -hmm. So once Pot came in, the king of the king of Pot came in. The king of Pot. Once the king of Pot came in, we were we were fine. That's kiddo used to funny, kiddo really used funny. to kid used to like to, to to go to the top of the roof. I, I remember when we did those domes. We did like. You know, the Superdome, Georgia Dome, RCA Dome, Alamo Dome. Like Monday after Monday was these, the old Astro Dome. Like to sit up on top of the Astro Dome and burn one was 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 historic pretty, in a way. I mean, you're talking about things in your life. Like some people talk about great matches. Me, best place is to to to, to, to blow a blunt. That's going to be whenever we do the book. That's going to be an entire chapter. Best arenas. Blunts, blunts around the world. Blunts around the world. Um, uh, another uh, audience question I saw pop there. Uh, Irish Flyers, 12. What are we doing for Mania? We should do a, a watch along live. Can't. Couldn't do that due to copyright restrictions, of yeah. course. Plus, but, uh, I'll, be in, I'll, be in, uh, I'll be in Philly. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, we maybe we can do something live or something. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just stay home. Probably just stay home. Um, listen, it is New Year's Day. If everyone is listening uh, when this drops, Steve is saying they mean a live show in Philly. I'll be there. Oh, I mean, I don't know how it works. I mean, it's it's got to be. Well, yeah, it's got I mean, it's got to be profitable, or it's just not worth doing. Yeah. Well, we have to we have to talk to the powers that be. Right. Somebody's got to give us some some coinage to show up and you know. We'll probably draw a house for you. 
promoters, we'll draw a house for you. Um, all right, let's let's uh, bring bring the the staff up here. There, we'll we, get we, Punk on as a guest. We'll get it. And L.A. Knight. We'll do both nights. Yeah, that's true. We'd we'll do L.A. Knight one night, and then Punk the the, the night before. Boy. Screw twenty three hundred arena. We 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 get the. Uh, I was going to call it the Spectrum. What is it called now? Core States now. What is it called now? Whatever their big arena is. The center. The Wells Fargo Center. Wells Fargo like six center. banks. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, it was Wycovia. I blew my my quad Wycovia. So, um, what do we have? Um, <clears throat> I guess they do. Uh, I guess the thing to do to be very pedestrian and like everyone else, we should do some. Uh, we'll do some resolutions for the coming year, twenty twenty four. We're in twenty twenty four for God's sake. Steve, what are you gonna do? Um, I think I'm gonna try to be. Like, this is a floofy one, but I'm going to be, try to be more present. Like, I feel like I'm too worried about what's already passed or what's upcoming. Like, I need to just be in more in the moment. I know that's a pretty, that's actually probably a pretty common one. That is the gayest thing it, you've ever said. No, it's, I no, that I, Mindfulness, it's called, right? The mindful of course, movement. Yes. And, uh, yes, I think you should be more present. I lived my whole life not that. You know, always, you know, and I, I fucking paid dearly for it. Always thinking I had, had another day, another day here, another day here, another day here. And it's just like, you know. Wes, what about you? Gonna, gonna well, watch some, serious and shit. See more, um. see more foreign films in black and white. You 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 are to film what Dave Meltzer is to wrestling in in Japan, I, right? It, I watch a lot of movies. Anatomy of a Fall, everyone. Watch Anatomy of a Fall. Um, no, but I want to do. Uh, I want to get better at photography. So my my shoot gig during the day, I do video and photography and streaming and a bunch of different stuff. But I've only ever done photography as a like people are like, hey, you point a camera at things, take some still photos also. And it kind of relates to video, but it doesn't really. So I just need to get better at like taking good photos on purpose and outside of just professional gigs. So I want to just start taking more photos of things. I'm going to try to do that. Take the lens cap off first. That's the. That's. Right. I always tell, I tell you what, a, what a, shot. a lost artist portraits. Like that's actually a, i'm I'm oh, yeah. way better at those than i do a yeah, ton of I studio headshots such a such a I'm, such a lost art to, to shoot an interesting portrait to light really wanna, to, to frame yeah i want to dabble with like landscapes and shit because i've never tried to doing that everything i've done has been portrait or close up like people models and stuff photography but yeah so that's mine okay sean Oh boy, I'm caught between, uh, you know, the Dalai Lama living in the present over here, and uh, and Wes taking pictures. So, uh, okay, let's see. Brandon Douglas uh, losing weight so he doesn't die. Hit the gym. Focus on my health. Well, that's always a good one, Brandon. You have to do that, Mister Yuck. To be the example he wants to see in the world. Can't go wrong there. Lose weight, get healthier. This is John. Uh, I've been working hard at it now, but the ultimate resolution is to become a legit 11 soft. Weights at rope. Okay. It's probably a surgery for that. 
Eddie P. Have you written any books? Uh, oh, sorry, that's a uh, that's a that's a question that's we didn't get yeah, to. Yes, uh, yes, I did. It's called Todd is God. Go get it. Uh, <laughs> James Bedford wants to be here for the next New Year's show. Yes, stay healthy, James. For me, I want to learn a new skill. This is David Van Bogen. Either some kind of coding language, piano, maybe Spanish. I want to try and learn one thing out of my comfort zone this year. Learn Chinese. Uh, I get. I you know I, my constant struggle, is always uh, balance. I'm I'm frequently I'm imbalanced all the time. I'm either too much with one thing or the other I, I don't i don't know how to do it so someone would have to tell me with a lot of work a lot of different kind of work you know i have my hand in a lot of different things and uh i have a family that i love dearly and we're very close and i i want my kids and i think my kids have grown up seeing that you can do movies write books and do podcasts and spend time during the day uh, doing other jobs and and still have your family be the priority, but I feel that I um that I have to do that in better numbers. I think I should schedule things, maybe like put stuff on a on a calendar. I'll tell you a bit off air, off air, but I have a friend who hired an assistant, and I thought that was ridiculous at first, and then I saw that output that that friend does. Mm. And like he he pays an assistant part time a part time wage, yeah. And some weeks they don't even do a whole lot. Some weeks they do a whole lot, and it kind of evens out. But the idea that the assistant can do stuff for them, yeah, is a thing you don't, especially if you don't grow up around people who have assistants. It's not a thing that even occurs to you. Is it is it a an in person assistant or is it like Mukesh in India? That's no, it's go an in person like it's an in person assistant who right. sometimes it's I need my. Like sometimes I need my car done. Oh, you don't you don't have to explain it. I need an oh, assistant yeah. <laughs> all the time to handle everything. If one thing pops up that's not planned, if I have to do anything like for my car or go like handle some like life shit, get a chain for the toilet, my whole everything's fucked. There there might not be a show that week because <laughs> it's just everything's upside down. I'm trying I want to send my laundry out. I'm done. I, the laundry and who's pants are these? God damn it. Just I, I said there are services that take it and they weigh it and they wash it and fold it and bring it back. That's that's the first thing I'm going to do. Kevin, what's your New Year's resolution? <sighs> I'm going to spend fucking I'm going to start spending the fucking money I've been holding on to all these years. Oh, what can we do with? <laughs> I'm going to fucking. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start fucking living. And I, I bought my my last last uh, <clears throat> Christmas with my son. He he wanted this Martin guitar, and uh, I bought it for him. And he just never really got a chance to to play it because I I I had an old Takanami or whatever the fuck they're called. Then he got that. He had a twelve string. And he started playing. The, he started for some reason. Started playing the twelve string, and he never really played the uh, the Martin. And I thought to myself, I said, you know, I said maybe I should fucking like in memory of him, because I miss hearing live music in the house. 
you know, I miss like him just coming down and just fucking jamming. I'm thinking like that would be a way just to kind of, you know, because we were going to do that. I remember I was, I was trying but when we were doing this, we started with this, and I said to him, I said, hey, I said, you, you know, I said, do you think a couple of days a week you could teach me how to play guitar? He said, if you're serious, you're going to fuck around, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I think I had to sign a non-disclosure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I'm going to get in better shape, too. Right, you're, better. you're, you're oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I just, I want to get my, I want to, I want to get to like eight, Eight percent body fat. All three of us just groaned. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where are Kev, you? How do you? Let me ask you. A question. I'm losing weight now, right? So I'm concerned with like the elasticity of the skin. How do we make it such that everything tightens up? The weight I'm losing. Collagen. Here, the weight I'm losing. Here. Collagen. Collagen. Yeah, you might have to. Well, a lot of creams have collagen, or is that yeah, just bullshit? No, but I mean, there's. Um, I just started going um, to a anesthetist. Is that what they are? To get facials. Oh yeah, yeah. So I go every six weeks, to, and I get a facial done because I was starting to get these. I'm still. I mean, I'm not starting. I still have them, but they're. I was getting these calcifications. As you get older, you just get, you know, fucked up skin. And um, so just just taking better care of myself, trying to cut back my drinking even more. You know, because... a lot of these medi spas, you can run in real quick. They'll take a little nip tight, little, little, little Botox here. Little, yeah, little you got to watch out, though, man. I, I, turn I just... your mouth up a little, plump your lips up a little bit. Very subtle, though, subtle. You don't want to look a, like There's a, a couple of fucking girls that were, that were, I've, worked with it start you know pro wrestling girls to start getting work done that i can see now that it's starting to change the way they look yes but that's why you gotta be very subtle you nah, you're a dude what you're a dude yeah. they don't pay attention to us. no yeah they really. don't fucking they want you to look like fucking they want you to look like robert redford i've not had any work no, I've this, never, may, this may <laughs> This may no. shock. This may shock. I, I haven't had it either. I'm sixty. I'll be sixty-five in this, July. God given fifty-one here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for participating in. Hey, the Dom. Audience. Dom's not here, but I know he wants to try to attend more live shows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, but he's also been hitting the gym like a madman. He posts like a gym selfie every day, so he's sweet. He's, he's doing all the gym stuff too. So maybe for him, it's go to the gym less. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Kev, somebody asked, "Are you? Do you want to get in better shape for that Rumble running since it's in Tampa this year?" I don't have time. Exactly. You need to hire a personal assistant. This click. This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Tristan Nash, Kevin Nash, Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash. Copyright twenty twenty four. Butch and Sundance Media. Way to save that one. Kev, want to do another year? Fuck yeah. We're both healthy.
Never end.